Hello, and welcome back to the Careers Evolve podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Monique. It's been a while since my last episode. I've been on an extended break from the podcast. Perhaps it's a little longer than I intended, but I'm giving myself grace. I'm doing more of that these days. I also learned that podcasting is a lot of work. By that, I mean that I realize that I need to have better systems in place in order to produce a quality podcast. We can talk about that a little bit later. But one thing that remains a constant is that I enjoy elevating the voices and the career experiences of BIPOC women and allies who are doing influential work in the community, locally, and in the world. I interviewed some phenomenal women in the spring of 2021 whose episodes have not been shared here yet, so I'm sharing those episodes now. They were kind enough to share their stories and their time with me, and they are just too good not to share with you. So here we go. Hello and welcome back. I'm so excited for today's interview with Kendra Ramirez. She is the founder and CEO of Reset and Kendra Ramirez Digital Agency. She's globally recognized on the homepage of LinkedIn.com, Women of Influence Honoree, John Barrett, Entrepreneur Vision Award recipient, AMA Marketing Legend, Cincy Chic Women of the Year, and a finalist for the Social Media Innovator of the Year. Those are tremendous accolades. Kendra and I met, I guess, I don't know, a couple of years ago now at one of her events. A friend of mine told me about her event, and I think I've gone to two, maybe Mm -hmm. three. I don't know if we've had three. I think I've gone to at least two of them, and they have been phenomenal, and we'll hear more about that later. But she is encouraging, inspirational, authentic, Mm -hmm. honest, and I so appreciate her. I've taken away great nuggets at each of her events and been just really inspired. So without further ado, Kendra Ramirez. Aww, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was so excited when you reached out and you're like, hey, I'm doing this podcast. And I'd love to interview you. I'm like, I'm in. Count me in. What can I do? And thank you so much for the awesome introduction. And I just love that our paths have crossed and just the work that you were doing, you know, even before we jumped on this podcast, I was already like singing your praises. I'm like, I love the stuff that you're doing. And I feel like I'm stalking you on social media and liking all of your posts. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it because social media can be a lot for me at times, but I stay present and I try to do my best to stay current so that people know that I am here and I'm not going anywhere. So I do appreciate that. So Kendra, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know I gave all of those great accolades that you have. I shared that and I wanted to just hear a little bit more from you about what you do and. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, yes, the, thank you for that, the accolades, but you know, those of you listening understand like it has not been a, you know, straight shot up. <laughs> it's been twists and turns and um, a lot of hard things in my, in my life. And I'm very vocal about that because I think especially talking about social media, we look at each other and we make comparisons of, gosh, you know, I want, you know, what that other person has, their quote unquote perfect relationship and their quote unquote perfect job and quote unquote perfect, you know, vacations and homes and blah, 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 list is long. Um, But what we don't see is the underneath, right? It's kind of like the iceberg. You're only seeing the little tip of the iceberg 
and all the persistence and hard work and, and failing along the way, right? And I don't even like to use the word failing. I've learned a lot. I say I have a street MBA, <laughs> um, you know, learning uh, along the way. But I think it's so important for all of us to, you know, share our journey so we, we know, like, you aren't alone. Like, as you're listening to this today, like, you are not alone. We've all been, you know, in your, in your shoes along that way. And so I started Reset, what Monique is talking about, I started Reset two years ago, and it's all about mindset and identifying limiting beliefs. And we have group programs and one-on-one programs. We have 18 different coaches, and we're always, you know, putting people aligning with what your needs are. I know I've sent several things to Monique. I'm like, hey, here's some opportunities I'm seeing. So I love being that people connector. And just, I didn't want to create another program to compete with all these amazing coaches. What I wanted to do is put my arms around all these amazing opportunities and coaches and speakers and lift their voices because the work that they're doing is incredible. And the impact we're making, I mean, I spoke to over 400 people last year and the impact is just absolutely incredible. And I'm just honored to be able to do this work and to be able to, you know, have these types of conversations. Yes. And, and it is definitely heartfelt work and it is just phenomenal. It really is just, you know, having um, been a participant, as I said before, and I know you, you do mindset work, but can you tell us a little bit about like what problem you feel that you solve? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. So the problems that we solve is really this whole thing started with my own, my own work. I hired a coach about six years ago and I kept running into a wall in my business. So I also have the digital agency that you talked about. I've had that business for 15 years and I kept kind of hitting this wall. I'm like, why am I hitting this wall in this business? And so I was really sharing with him some of the things that I was experiencing. And, and what we kind of uncovered is you know, of not feeling qualified, not feeling smart, my own limiting beliefs. I went through a divorce and depression and a failing business 15 years ago. And, you know, what stories am I still carrying with myself today? And so through that journey of my own personal work and what I've been able to overcome and now live a life of joy and gratitude and a very successful business where I'm able to bless others and live in abundance and overcoming those imposter syndromes and all those limiting beliefs, it was really brought to me in my prayer time. I have to start sharing my story and start sharing the learnings because it's not for me to keep, me to turn around and share the, you know, the journeys that we've been on. And so I love sharing other people's reset stories as well. Like I had to go through a lot of things to get to where I am now. And it wasn't an easy journey, but oh my goodness, the payoff has been incredible the life that I have now versus where I was 15 years ago. Like if you and I had met 15 years ago, like I was a shell of a human being. I was in a really dark place. I was a very isolated place. I just wasn't um, empowered. And so um, what we're able to do is, you know, unlock, kind of ignite confidence, ignite clarity for people, um, remind them that the answers are actually within them, that sometimes we get stuck in our stories. We get stuck in our stories of, maybe something um, that we picked up, a story we picked up as a child and have carried it through and as adults. And that specifically happened to me from the, I'm not feeling very smart 
And I really struggled because I struggled in school. School was not easy for me. I had to work really hard at it. We didn't have money growing up, so there was no way to kind of get me tested of why this was hard for me. It wasn't until later on, it was just learning that I can't read from a book and and learn. I'm a kinetic learner. I'm a hands-on learner. Mm -hmm. So like I would be asked to read something and then the teacher would be like, well, what did you just read? I'd be like, I have no idea. I have no idea what I just read. Like I really... And I had a teacher made me read out loud and I was not a strong reader and the whole classroom laughed and it was in fifth grade and I'll never forget it. And we were able to uncover that with my coach. He's like, what was the earliest moment where you felt like you weren't smart? And I immediately, that was the vision. I saw myself sitting in that classroom. And so I picked up that story and told myself I wasn't smart. And so I struggled with that literally through into adulthood And then he really helped me. He was just like, okay, let's write out all the areas where you do feel smart, where you do feel empowered. And so the days where you're not feeling qualified to do something, pull that piece of paper back out and remind yourself of this was just a, a, you know, a loop that my brain got stuck in and we're needing to rewrite it. So I know it's a really long answer, but like, it's just, it's so vast what you can do when you start unlocking limiting beliefs and stories that you tell yourself. Um, Absolutely. It's an honor to have all of those conversations. Absolutely. And as you were talking, I was thinking of one of the things that I always do and that I share with other people is, you know, in regards to those stories is to ask yourself, is it true? Is it really true? You know, Mm -hmm. sure, you may struggle with some things, but you know, people don't like me or they, that person doesn't like me. Well, is that really true? Or is that something that, you know, a story that you've kind of told yourself, you know, over and over again. So yeah, that's that. Thank you for sharing that. That is, that's just amazing that you used, you know, that turning point to sort of rewrite the script, so to speak, and to kind of change the narrative for yourself and for your life. So in terms of your, I know you have a digital agency and then you also have these events you have your reset business how do you kind of manage the two of those businesses and are they sort of intertwined or are they both very separate things yeah excellent question and it was one of those things so the digital agency we've had for 15 years and I have the most amazing team and so because of having an awesome team it's freed up time for me to chase you know my passion project right and so reset is a passion project and, and I'm able to, you know, kind of divide and conquer. There's definitely ebbs and flows of, of my day or week or months where I'm leaning more one way or leaning more the other way. And, and so being able to, to navigate that comes from just having, you know, amazing people around me. I can't do this by myself. Um, and that was something else that, you know, I kind of unlocked in my early, early days of being an entrepreneur. I didn't um, want to give up control. I didn't want to include other people because I was fearful. I was just like, well, they're not going to do it the way I would do it, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and, and, and when I started letting go and bringing others into the business and allowing them to stay in their zone of genius, because I had a coach um, out of Scotland, a business coach out of Scotland years ago, and she made me write up. She's like, write up every single thing you're touching and then write a dollar amount to the value of that thing. And also what you would pay yourself to do that thing. And you want to talk about like it left off the page of why am I touching some of these things that a junior person could be doing? And it was back to the control. And when I unlock that, I am not exaggerating. I am not kidding. My business took off and we grew 300%. 
when I let go control mentality. And it was just, and then too, I got to stand in an abundance place and blessing others because of bringing them in and letting them stand in their zone of genius. And oh, by the way, it was 10 times better than the work I was doing because I was allowing them to also shine. And so like, that's just been such a blessing to be able to be surrounded by people and allowing them to, to shine. And, and I've always been a coach at heart. I've always coached our digital agency clients and through just business strategy. I mean, I've, I've not been in just marketing my whole life. I've been in sales. I've been in recruiting. I've been in marketing in all leadership roles. So I love business strategy conversations and in pushing um, businesses that I work with. So I've always naturally coached um, and then even identifying some of the things that were holding them back. And so I would say the whole marketing and mindset at the end of the day is about human behavior. So to me, it's very connected. It's sometimes from an outsider looking in, they're like, what, how does she have these two businesses? But um, the underlying current is it's about human behavior. Marketing is about human behavior. What levers do I got to pull to make someone make a purchase? Or what levers do I got to pull to make someone go down this journey, you know, to identify this service? It's the same thing when we go and look in and mindset of what levers do we have to pull to um, get to the growth or shift that someone's hoping, hoping to achieve. Well, that's, that's amazing. That's a great connection. I wouldn't have thought of it in that way, but absolutely. You know, I, I also have a real estate business uh, with my husband and we always talk about it being uh, relationship-based. And so much of what I do as far as coaching and consulting is also relationship-based. So I definitely can understand that connection. So before we move on, tell me what you do with your digital uh, marketing business. Yeah, so for digital, we serve small businesses. Even though I came from the Fortune 500 world, I don't enjoy it. (laughs) So that's why I'm focused on small businesses. 90% of our businesses are B2B organizations, and we provide social media management. So we'll create and design all the social content. So that way, a business owner can be more strategic about their time, and they're not worried about having to execute that. So we do a lot of that. We do over 500 pieces of content per month for our clients right now. And then we also do websites. Um, So we'll create and design and develop websites for our clients. And we did, gosh, I want to say about 80, 80 websites last year. We've been doing websites, you know, for, for 10 years. And then also I do a lot of speaking around, you know, digital and or coaching, you know, around digital, helping people figure out maybe they're not at a place where they're ready to outsource, but they're at a place where they just need someone to hold them accountable and understand all the things that go into marketing and I would say, like, I, I celebrate when our clients grow to a point where they're ready to hire a full-time marketing person in their business. Like, that's, that's, we've done our job if we can get a client to the place where they're now saying, hey, I think it's now time to take to the next level. And I think it's time for us to hire a marketing person. Like, I'm all for it. I'm like, hey, we'll help transition. We'll help get them up and going. And so like, it's so fun when we've grown a client to that, that point. So, so yeah, we, we love our clients. We're so grateful. There's not one client that I have that I cringe when the phone rings, right? Like, well, that's great <laughs> to be in, you know, in, in that, that place. Well, that's very positive. That says a lot. So as you think about your 
career as this podcast is called Careers Evolve. And so we want to hear about your evolution and highlights of your journey. We don't have a lot of time, but what life lessons have you learned or taken away from your journey up to this point? I love this question so much. And if I go back to a key pivotal point in my career, I was uh, working at the time, it was a Fortune 1000 company, and I had a very successful sales career. I mean, in my you know, early 20s, I was already making six figures, you know, doing this work and very successful. But the problem was I was a workaholic. All I cared about was climbing the ladder. I worked insane hours and, and, and did that for, you know, five years with them. And I loved the work. I mean, it was passion. I loved, loved doing it. But I'll never forget this. And the company wasn't doing well because they had merged with another organization. And during that time, there was a lot of financial turmoil in the organization. And they started doing layoffs. Well, I'm sitting there. I'm like, they're not going to touch me. Like, I'm, I'm, I've more than paid for myself. I think I'd sold $14 million or something crazy in the organization. And, and um, I'm watching, you know, each month layoff, layoff, layoff. And I think it was like, I don't know, seven months into like all these layoffs and I just came back from maternity leave and like, hey, here in walks HR and says, here's your box. And I go, what? <laughs> I got laid off um, and I was devastated. I mean, devastated. And it was a huge aha moment for me because I had wrapped up my identity of who I was in that role. And it was so painful. I was so upset. And I called my sister. She's 10 years older than me. And I called her thinking I was going to get some sympathy or empathy. And she's like, I'm glad it happened. I'm like, oh, what? That's terrible. Why would you say that? And she's like, you worked crazy hours. And you need to realize that that's not who you are. And that's not your identity. And, and so we had this really powerful conversation and she knows I share this story all the time because she, she is, a, um, a growing up, you know, her career was in counseling. So I always got <laughs> with her and, you know, she's just like, you know, this is a great, you know, lesson for you to understand. And like, there's more to life than climbing a ladder. There's more to life than, you know, this, and it was just, it was such a huge shift. And thank goodness I ended up landing an even better job two weeks, you know, after that situation at a Fortune 500 company. And it was a huge, wonderful opportunity. Um, but I learned my lesson, like, okay, what else you know, should I be thinking of? Because I was just thinking about myself, you know, how right. I really show up for other people. And I just, that was a big, big moment for me. And, and I'm actually really glad I went through that because now I can truly have empathy for people and come alongside of them and know what it's like when you've been laid off like that. Right. And say, gosh, yeah, that's, you know, that's really hard. But, you know, on the flip side of it, think about the exciting times. And in coaching, we always make people go through and write those, what I call valley mountain moments, right? Like there's times when we're in the valley, but usually when we write out those valley moments, something amazing comes in us that, that mountain moment that comes after that valley moment. And so, when we're stuck in that valley, we have to really think about like your story's not over if you're still in the valley. That's you right. Know, the story is not over when you're in the valley. Like there will be that mountain, you know, moment, and you're going to be able to reflect back and say, "Ah, oh, now I know why I went through that." Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. That's a 
a great story in terms of just seeing a, a life lesson and how it plays out. And, you know, I guess as I'm thinking, you know, how you must have felt, but I guess, you know, one of the life lessons is never say never, you know, not me, you know, and mm-hmm. it actually happened. So yeah, and it's good that you got the lesson in the experience, you know, sometimes, especially now with people being let go and with COVID and everything, I, I, you know, I'm finding uh, just even in some of the career coaching work that people kind of have to, a lot of people are in the Valley for a little bit because they're, you know, it's a tough time. It's a struggle. And hopefully through working with me, they can get out of the Valley. That's the goal. Yeah. Coaching to encourage and to uplift. So let's see. I, um, I always ask this question about opening doors and breaking barriers because that's one of my taglines. And so I'm going to ask you, how are you opening doors and breaking barriers and what does that mean to you? I, again, like you've laid out such really fantastic, deep questions, right? Like, I, and I love that. And I'm all about, you know, breaking, breaking barriers and, and opening doors. And that's just kind of like in my, my DNA. Like when I started my digital agency for 15 years ago, I took my business plan to three different quote unquote, um, business coaches, they were retired executives from very large organizations. And all three of them told me, no, not to do it, that it was a fad. And thank goodness I didn't listen to them. And so for me, I felt like that was a breaking barrier moment. I'm like, no, I, I, everything I'm reading, everything I'm seeing, this is a new direction where things are, are going. Cause a lot of people weren't talking about digital and social media 15 years ago. And then, you know, to me, breaking barriers and opening doors isn't just about us, right? Because I learned learned the lesson. (laughs) It isn't about us, but where can we open doors for other people? Where can we break, um, come alongside people and be advocates for them and, you know, raise their voice? And so that's what, like, I love doing because I have the uh, amazing social platform and amazing connection with people that follow me. And with that comes an opportunity for me to raise other people's voices, to let other people know about the amazing people and the gifting that they have. And so being able to do that is such an, an honor. And so anytime I see an opportunity, uh, just like, you know, I send you a couple of times, like if I see a speaking opportunity and they're looking for, you know, a career coach or they're looking for someone in DI, I'm like, here you go, Monique. Yes. This is a great, you know, um, so I just, I just do that naturally. Like as something comes in, someone will pop in my mind of, oh, you know, Tarita needs to see this, Lamarca needs to see this, you know, whoever in my, my circles, you know, need to see this. And, and that to me is just being an advocate for each other and opening doors that sometimes we haven't been able to open, you know, for, for ourselves. Exactly. It's allyship. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. And I do appreciate that so very much. <laughs> that you think of me in that way. So I, I definitely appreciate you doing that and keep them coming. <laughs> Absolutely. You got it. <laughs> and I just want to say also, just Reset is just a perfect example of what you described coming alongside of people, even though it's in a group. It is just so inspirational and it's, I love the energy. It's very energetic. And some of those individuals, you know, I never would have met had it not been for attending a reset, especially your speakers. You know, you've had some phenomenal speakers. I've known maybe two of them I might've known or had been exposed to at some previous time, but it's, it's just, it's awesome. When's the next one? (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, you know, um, so this isn't public yet, so you guys are getting inside scoop. Okay. So I do have a planning meeting um, on Friday about about the, the year, but something that I can share with you guys is because we never really set out, our intention was never to be an events company. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been really focused on this kind of these group coaching things that we've been doing and one-on-one coaching. But the exciting news I'm going to give you the inside scoop on is we have been developing mindset courses. So online DIY, come get what you need. And we've laid out 52 courses. Um, so That's those, amazing. yeah, we've been, because uh, um, near and dear to my heart is making this stuff affordable. Coaching is not, not cheap. It's worth every penny and even more, but I just don't think it should only be for the privileged. And so I was like, okay, how can we share all this amazing knowledge and do it in a way where we can go in in a self-serve way? So there's videos, there's worksheets, there's props, there's interviews, there's all of, you know, this fantastic, you know, information and each course on the, can only take maybe between, I'd say, you know, 10 and 25 minutes each. So they're digestible and you can come in and get, you know, get what you need when you, when you need it. And so we're hoping to have everything, our goals, I have everything rolled out by the end of Q1. Um, and those courses are going to be dripped kind of once a week so we don't overwhelm people. Because initially I was like, oh, let's just give everybody everything from day one. They're like, Kendra, you'll overwhelm people with that. Like, that's awesome that you want to just give it all away, you know, day one. But they're like, you just need to kind of slowly drip it. So right, right. Well, but yeah, so we've been fast and furious and putting this together, not only for our mindset courses, but also entrepreneurship courses. Because I serve a lot of entrepreneurs and I, you know, learned a lot of, you know, the ups and downs and what works and doesn't work. And so we wanted we also to, to share that as well. So, so you guys got the inside scoop there before the public has even heard about it. Well, that is fantastic. That's phenomenal. I'm sure they'll be quite successful. People are always looking for a good course. And the fact that it's short and it's not, you know, hours and hours, people will really appreciate that. I will really appreciate that. You know, some of us don't have a really long attention span. <laughs> yeah, amen. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I just have a couple more questions for you, and um, then we will close. But I wanted to hear some thoughts from you around encouragement for other women. What thoughts or words of encouragement would you share with other women? Yeah, I, I love this question. I, again, you know, I'm so grateful that I can just show up in, in just encouragement of just being present with each other, right? Sometimes people just want to be heard and I have to be really aware because I'm a fixer. Like I know, <laughs> I know I like to go into that fixing mode, right? And so I have to show up and, and ask like, hey, are you wanting me to just listen? Or are you wanting me to, you know, provide some guidance or, or kind of repeat back what I'm, I'm hearing? And, and that really was a gift of another friend of mine, a dear friend of mine that I've had for many years. You know, she's like, I just need you to listen. Like she's, you know, tears coming down her, you know, her cheeks. And she's like, I just need you to listen. Don't try to fix me right now. And, and it was such a great you know, thing. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Because I was completely unaware of that. I just go to that, that mode. But I think, you know, just from an encouragement standpoint is, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this before, like, but growing up with my grandparents, I was super, super close, close with my grandparents and my grandmother was an amazing cook. And we would always, you know, clear the table together and she would say, honey, keep your fork. And so as a child, I knew that keep your fork meant dessert was coming and she made the most amazing, you know, dessert. 
And so what I've been really kind of sharing with others from an encouragement standpoint is keep your fork. And to me, keep your fork means expect good things. So by keeping my fork, I knew dessert was coming. So I'm expecting something good. So like, I just encourage you guys to to keep your fork and to expect good things in your life. Because when we start, when we're in that energy of expecting good things, more good things happen. And I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but I'm telling you, like, it really does work. That is an excellent analogy. So I will think of you (laughs) from now on, keep your fork, expect good things. That's a good, yes. that's a great analogy, especially, you know, thinking of your grandmother and, and uh, how she always would say that to you. That's great, great counsel. I'm an optimist generally by nature. I'm a realist, but I'm also an optimist. So, you know, I think that's all that we should expect is good things. You know, I know life happens, but, you know, if you expect bad things, chances are you're going to get bad things, you know. So thank you so much for those words of encouragement. So before we end, is there anything that you would like to share with the audience or with those listening to encourage them, inspire them? I know you just left us with some great words, but if there's anything that I didn't ask you that you want to share, that would be great. Awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, I think it's just in that encouragement, you know, it's it's easy, especially when we're moving through our career to, to get discouraged. And, and I would say just go after those job opportunities, even when you don't feel qualified. As women, the McKinsey did a McKinsey um, a confidence gap study. And it said, you know, men will go after a job, even if they think they're, you know, only half qualified. And women won't go after a job when they don't think they're qualified. And here's the thing. A lot of times, 80% of jobs are never even posted. So you miss a lot of opportunities by not going ahead and going after that job because they may see your resume or talk with you and then realize, oh, you're better suited for this other opportunity that we don't even have posted yet. And, you know, so I just encourage, you know, folks to just go after anything that your, your heart is leading you towards. Like, trust that. If that's been placed on your heart, trust it. That is great advice. You know, we don't want to be suffering from the what ifs. You know, that's what I call it, the what ifs. (laughs) You know, what if I've actually gone for that opportunity? Just go for it, you know, and worry about it later. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. You are my friend and you have just been so very supportive and I wish you all the best. And I am looking forward to the very next reset. And for those of you who are in the Cincinnati area, Dayton area, you won't want to miss it. They are energetic, full of energy, music. We even have a little Beyonce music going on (laughs) here and there. I love a good dance party. (laughs) Yes. So you won't want to miss it. And uh, the courses that will be coming out soon, I'm sure they will be uplifting and inspiring. Mm -hmm. And again, thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate the support. If you haven't already, please subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about me, please visit my website at drmoniquecjohnson.com. And that's DR for doctor. Until next time, let's open doors and break barriers.